is back. It is Mr. Lorne Honickman joining us for a regular segment of Case in Point. Hello there, sir. How are you? Good to have you back. Thank you. A little bit jet lagged, as oh, yeah. they say. Oh, yeah. From a fabulous <laughs> foreign adventure. Well, welcome back to reality. Oh, lots going on. Oh, there's so you much get, going you on. Get ready for that marijuana buzz tomorrow? I, I mean, the news buzz. That's yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, because it all starts tomorrow. Um, but interestingly, news coming tonight, and by the way, no leak is ever an accidental one, but the federal <laughs> government leaking that uh, they will be giving pardons and they'll wow. uh, release details tomorrow. But you can't be surprised to hear that the feds are going to consider pardons for small right. quantities. Of pa- but OK, the bigger picture is, you know, there will be charter challenges, I think, by those that maybe had a little bit or let's say. Uh, I think the limit is 30 grams. If you got busted with 30 grams, that will be dropped from your record. But, you know, if you're someone like um, Jody Emery, uh, you know, I'd be challenging that. And can you imagine, you know, um, how many different challenges are going to be coming up and what you can do and can't do? And people who, like you say, people who have certain pot possession charges on their record and now you get this expungement uh, type of legislation. But no, if you have this many grams, it's not. And it's all part and parcel, Alex, of this entire piece of legislation. I don't know how people are going to be able to uh, surf through the laws and understand what they can't do, what right. they can do, the enforcement aspect, and forget about forget about what's going to happen with people on the road and what that's going to mean and studies coming out. I, I, just, I read while I was away a new study about five hours in the bloodstream. So this whole thing that's being leaked tonight about the feds are eyeing option to expedite pardons, well, you know, that that's... <laughs> That's just one of so many different pieces of legislation. Right. What would you What would you be advising people then? Um, you know, as far as filling out forms and all the rest of it. I mean, sh- should people be expecting that all of a sudden they're going to wake up tomorrow and have a pardon on their record because it was a small well, minor offense? I think offense? what it is, I think the way the legislation, and, and again, this is just trying to understand what the different period is, it's just going to be faster. That's yeah. all. Like right now, anybody right now, if you simple possession of marijuana or something on your record and you want to get it expunged, you know, you can, you, you can uh, apply for a pardon, mm-hmm. um, but it takes a long long, long time. So this now, if somebody were to say to me, well, you know, what's going to happen with this legislation? You need to look at the law. We've got to look at exactly what it is. And is that going to mean that, you, you know, you simply are going to fill out a form? Mm-hmm. And, and, that's and then that goes a, on record. And then the American authorities have a like. And the American authorities, yeah. just so everybody r- realizes you know, who goes to the border and says, well, we can do this in Canada now. You know, they're going to be looking at you and saying, you must be mistaking us for people who care, <laughs> you know. Well, because- but here, you know, leadership starts at the top. And, and when the, the former police chief of Toronto, mm-hmm. who's now, you know, in charge of this kind of stuff, is telling people, you know, don't lie. You can't lie to the border guard. But at the same right. time, you don't want to be, you know, acting like Cheech and Chong. Well, that's right. What do you expect? Where's the leadership on this? What should Canadians be saying when they go across the border, Lorne? Well, you got to. You got to. You're absolutely right. You've got to be honest. But don't think that because you're living in a country. Well, what if the guy that, says, "Do you smoke pot?" What are you supposed to say? I'm not. I'm not yes, I do. Just well, not now. But sir, sir, like, who would be stupid enough to say that? Right. I'm. Well, this is this uh, is the problem, and yeah. so so you better be. You know. It, it, 
if you don't think that those American border guards are going to get ready to ask things, and people have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. You're living in a very unique situation starting tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's people around the world aren't going to care about it because they've got their own law. So right now, if you've got something on your record mm-hmm. for a simple pot possession, um, great. Okay, that'll be really good for you to get it expunged. But just make sure you read. Yeah. Read exactly before you start filling out forms. It's I don't know. I just I don't see how this is going to go smoothly. But you know what? You talk to people. I talked to people in the last three weeks. People who live in Denver. You know, in Colorado has where marijuana possession is legal. And they talk about it. Yeah, there was a lot of bumps in, uh, along the way, but they say it seems to have worked out well. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, it's a matter of, I think, avoiding the mistakes along the way. Be very careful. I don't want to spend a huge amount of time because we will, of course, cover this tomorrow. But Paul Bernardo will uh, be eligible. for. He's been eligible for parole since February. He's done right. his 25 years, but tomorrow is his actual hearing. He is a dangerous offender. Right. He ain't getting out. Well, I, you know, I... <laughs> It's it's really interesting, isn't it? You forget about the fact that we always say life in prison, no parole mm-hmm. eligibility for 25 years, and then eventually it happens. Yeah. And so due process, he gets to have his parole hearing, um, and uh, the evidence has to go in. And, you know, everybody says in cases like, oh, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Well, I always say, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Right. We live in, our country says you can apply for parole, so I don't know what he's been doing behind bars. Yep. Uh, the parole board will find out what he's doing. So, um, But again, it, it, the, the Mahaffey and the French family, and I assume that they'll do it through their lawyer, Tim Danson, um, you know, they have to go through the letter writing. They have to go through the begging of the, the parole people to not let this guy out. I mean, for the victims, again, you know, right. it's just... It's always, it, they always have to relive yep. it. And, uh, and but when you look at it, it's, it's again, is the parole board has its own criteria, Alex, its own, of course, what, mm-hmm. what families and victims' families have to say, that's an important part of their deliberations, but it's only a part of their deliberations. They have to look at whether or not he is a risk. Of course, the, the number one issue with anybody... <laughs> if they come back with parole, that question and go, I don't think so, these people need to go to... They need to be committed, honestly. Well, somebody would say, in fairness, you know, uh, have you seen his prison record? You know, I don't know. It's, I have no idea. This, this is a person who at that time was not taking responsibility for any murder, right? right? He, was putting, he was pointing the finger at his former wife. So I'm not exactly sure. Has he now admitted liability? Has he said, yeah, I made a big mistake and I've really learned from it, etc.? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely have our eyes on it tomorrow. Yeah. see where this goes because I have to think that someone in corrections may have heard the outcry in the last, you know, and I'm being polite with that, in the last three weeks to realize, okay, we're being watched because, yes, you're being watched. You may not care, but you're being watched. Yeah. I want to talk about Mark Norman's case. He is the vice admiral, uh, admiral um, who is, I think, could be a real problem for the Trudeau government. Uh, this is a trial that's going to be going on right before the federal election next year. Um And this case involves this decorated naval officer who is accused of leaking information Mm -hmm. on a shipping contract, on a a shipbuilding contract that had been secured by the Harper government. And then somehow it got reopened. And the lawyer, who we all know is Marie Hinnon, she asked for disclosure and documents that I think will be very embarrassing to not just the government, but specifically to Scott Bryson, 
who they are essentially accusing of meddling in the deal um, and using and throwing the cor- corporal, uh, this, sorry, the uh, Mark Norman under the bus. How do you see this? Well, this is this is a great example of why sometimes um, you f- when a when a case is coming to courts and they when somebody's being charged, you should really make sure that that you've seen all the documents and everything's there. Because you remember what this is this is about breach of trust, right? right. But he's also the only about. person who's ever been charged in this country with with some kind of leak. I mean, leaks right. happen and, all the time. And, and what is, first of all, what is the leak? And, and, mm-hmm. and is, it actually, is it actually a leak? And, and, but even more important, and you said it, she's seeking all of these documents. And, and, what, and, and, and this shows the importance of, of why you try and get documentation, because we understand from the application before the court, the documents will tr- will support their position that whatever his conduct was, mm-hmm. it was not contrary to the public good or inconsistent with the direction of the elected government at the time. And more importantly, it'll go to allegedly Mr. Bryson's or could go to his credibility yeah. that maybe he was behind this effort and et cetera. So, so that's and then when you look at the timing, sure, when it goes to court, uh, that's why you say is this something that you know is that we really should be pursuing at this time. And that's, and that's why, as, as a defense counsel, as an experienced defense counsel, you try and get as much evidence as you can because you want to see what you have. The other part of this, of course, goes to the whole other question about what is a confidence, a cabinet confidence, you know, and, and what does that mean if you learn information and you provide it to, are you, how, and if you weren't actually at a meeting. So, so the case is really, really important, but you set it off the hop you said that it could be uh, uh, a problem from a PR point of view for the liberal government. Well, this at, is, this is much more serious time. than the Duffy allegations. This is, the, the allegations here are essentially that that the the you know inside the liberal government they wanted a particular shipbuilding contract. It wasn't the one in place, and then maybe someone went in and meddled with it, and it got out. And now this Mark Norman, this decorated officer, right. has been thrown into the so this is really gross and. The information that will likely be out then, if you know Marie Hannon's work at all, it, she's she's not letting this bone go. I mean, it, right. it's going to so, be embarrassing so, for them. So that's you know, you pull all stops, yeah. you get all the information. So again, as we said, sometimes you think afterwards and you go, hmm, do I really want to be down this legal road? Where do you see it going then? Well, I, I we'll see what happens, and 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 of course, this is part of an application that she's brought. Yep. And remember. Remember, this is the, the the crown doesn't have to end up actually pursuing this. They they all a crown always has the right to withdraw charge if there's yeah. no reasonable prospect of conviction. So maybe this will end before the election, but who knows? I mean, and he could still be found guilty. Uh, but um, but there's but, no way he he's just walking away. He would at at the very least be wanting a massive apology because his reputation's well, when been destroyed. Distor- bring things like yeah. this. That you may not bring. That's uh, you. You're ruining people's reputations, and that sometimes comes with a cost. But we'll have to see. Yeah, but but recall recall this though: the prime minister who always talks about not stepping into things and not you know uh, interfering with the the process, you know, with this Tory Stafford stuff and all the rest of it. Don't forget this case. You know, he was the one that kind of overstepped his boundaries, saying, "Well, Norman will likely be charged at some point, or he'll be in a court." I mean. 
it was such an inappropriate comment for the prime minister to be saying about someone who hadn't even been charged yet. Well, and that's you know, that, right. Yeah. But again, we, you and I talk about this all the time, the due process aspect of these cases. And, and it is, it's going to be very interesting. And perhaps, you know, you, you look back and you say, perhaps, you know, why, why did I get involved in this? And why, why are we even pursuing this right now? This guy has an impeccable career as far as I can see. It's say. just a damn ship. How much can they be worth? (laughs) (laughs) Just a couple of shekels. eh? A few dollars. All right. I got to go there. I'm a late. Nice talking to you again. Good to have you back. uh, Thank you. And and read read the law carefully, everyone, starting tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yeah. True. Everybody should be carrying around a little criminal code. What can I say? What do I admit to? That's right. right. Thank you, sir. You'll be busy. Okay. Bye. That is Lauren Honigman joining us with this week's Case in Point.